Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea. He's Hi. right over there. Yeah. Hey, what? And running the boards is Joey D. Ah, it's Wednesday. And for basically the next couple of weeks, Wednesday means Loki Day. Loki Day. Now, episode four is out, but you have seen episode three, and we're going to talk about episode three, so then it'll get you ready for episode four. See how we do that? Yes. Yes. Yes, 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 I like this plan. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Scanner blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just search for BJ Shay's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube iTunes and the Odyssey app. That yeah. one too. Lots of ways to get a hold of us and uh, yeah, do so. Give us some uh, five-star reviews if you can via your podcatcher because I would appreciate that for my fragile, fragile oh, ego. Oh, nice. Yeah, much like Loki, I have a fragile ego. And sure. uh, unlike uh, Loki, there are not any other rev time variants running around. I don't At least it. I don't think so. Uh, how do we know you're not one? Oh, God. I, they just I'm, haven't I'm, caught up to you because they're busy with Loki. I'm pretty sure I'm not a robot. <laughs> well, again, how would you know until you walk through that um, robot detector? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Uh, now, the last episode was, that we talked about was episode two, which we got to see uh, the Loki that we know uh, chase uh, chase into one of the little time doorways, the Loki that we had just met. Which lady was, Loki. Yeah, it was the Lady Loki. And we weren't really sure. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but there was a lot of talk that maybe that wasn't even Loki at all. We really just there's, weren't sure. And there's been a lot of speculation, and a lot of it came from the fact that the character was named Sylvie in the credits that were the dub credits. So, like... Considering how long that the credits are for these shows, mm-hmm. uh, people were actually watching all of them, maybe hoping for like a little bit of a tidbit or something like that, like a credit scene or something. Mm-hmm. But they did notice that her character's name was Sylvie, which lent us to speculate, most of them to speculate, that she might not be a Loki at all, but maybe uh, related and or possibly a young Avenger. Apparently, and I did not click on it because I do not want to know. Okay. But there is an like article running around that's saying that maybe a piece of merchandise spoiled something about her. Oh. So. I'm not privy to that, and I kind of don't want to be at this so point. So if you really want to, one, don't be a jerk and tell people what it is if you yeah. find out. But if you want to find it, you can go find it. Yeah. And this episode, we get to see uh, no Owen Wilson in this one, unfortunately, no, no Mobius, um, but we got to see um, both Lokis running around trying to accomplish the missions that they're set out to accomplish. The Loki we know doesn't necessarily, we don't really kind of know what his plan is at this point, but we do get to find out a little bit more about him, his past, and then also this Loki's plan. It was, it was a shorter episode, um, which I realized at the end of it when I was like, wait, this is how they're ending this episode. I'm like, and I was kind of, I was kind of pissed about it. But then also, I was thinking, well, where else were they going to go with this episode? So I, I wasn't too mad about it. I guess. Boy, they did, and, and you get to see them the monetary money, the monetary budget of this episode. That I mean, what an, <laughs> an amazing alien landscape they showed us. That was. 
that was some good stuff because they were running around a lot. And I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, that is, I mean, you you think about green screen and everything, but they were running around, which looked like on, uh, 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 it's just, it looked like a good distance of that sort of grayish, charcoalish rock stuff they were on. Yeah. It, it, it was pretty amazing. And I feel like we give massive credit to like the Chris Evans, the Chris Hemsworth, the uh, Robert Downey Jr., just their crazy fight scenes and all the things they do. And you kind of forget that both Tom Hiddleston and Loki are complete badasses. Yeah. Like you forget Loki is actually a pretty awesome fighter. And they, they highlighted that with some fun close combat scenes with both of yes. the Loki fi- uh, fighting uh, again, <laughs> against uh, the TVA and then eventually also the uh, those weird uh, army dudes that were on the yeah, planet the- Lamentis. Exactly. Kind of, the you, lamentous military. If you guys remember that if you watch Malcolm in the Middle, there's an episode where Hal, the dad, starts getting into speed walking and he has this really weird outfit. That's the <laughs> outfit that made me think of this. I, I don't know why. I was just That's thinking so of obscure. that weird helmet. For those who watch Malcolm in the Middle, you'll know exactly what I'm talking I, about. I wonder if, Vicky, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they decided, hey, we're going to you know, give, give you Malcolm in the Middle fans something to think about. I mean, we did get a little bit of WandaVision. Oh yeah, that vibe. And I and I, when I was talking about like I, I had forgotten uh, with our Loki plan was to basically take over the Timekeepers, which is still his thing. And the Lady Loki, known as Sylvie, as she uh, mentions in this episode, so it does confirm that that is her name in it. Um, that she had found the Golden Elevator to uh, the Wonka Elevator, I don't know, so to speak, to get to the Time Lords or Timekeepers. There's so many like slightly adjacent terms that I keep screwing up. I keep wanting to yeah, call them sorry about that. Time Lords. Um, but uh, so that was her whole plan was to get in there. And essentially really kind of bombing the timelines seemed to just be a distraction to take the elevator because she found out where it was. Yes. And we found it out because we learned a little bit more about her magic, which is it differs from the Loki that we know's magic, which is more along the lines of illusion deception. Hers goes into somebody's memories and creates what she calls enchantments, and they really hit that home. They mentioned that I think that was the most frequently used word in this episode than anything else. They really wanted to hint that she does enchantments, 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 which leads towards the enchantress vibe that everyone seems to be giving off. Now, I kind of also feel that that might be sort of red herring thing, like that they did be. what what they did with Evan Peters as the stunt casting for the not Quicksilver Quicksilver, uh, Mr. Yep. Ralph Boner. I just like anytime I'm watching this, I'm like, I don't know what to believe, which also works really well considering it's two Lokis running around. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right because I mean the, the the Enchantress is blonde from the comics. And I was like, ooh, boy, oh, boy. And her headpiece did remind me a little bit of the Enchantress's headpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, and, and they said Enchanted so many times, Rev. That, it, But again, you're right. It could very well be a red herring, just like the Mephisto red herring of that woman. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. You know, who was ne- really a nobody. She yeah. was, you know, the one that was running everything, but really wasn't running everything in, in the neighborhood. So, but that's what you have to do nowadays. I mean, you have to do that in order to basically trick all the real smart geeks that are going to, like, look at everything. Everything and figure it all out. 
And I think that's another reason, too. It's like not like the old TV shows where you would just watch it and you'd just talk about it. Like, people are going back and breaking it down, like, minute by minute. Like, if you want to go super deep into that, you can find people who are, you know, the episode was 42 minutes with credits, and they're going to make a two- to three-hour video highlighting every little in and out of it. Oh, and- there's so many YouTube guys. Emergency Awesome is one that comes to mind. That guy does those kinds of videos for everything, Rev. You're absolutely right. And so, you, yeah, you can't get away with anything because they'll look at any small little bit. And it might be, I don't know, some sort of like visual effect mishap. They might have screwed up or something. And somebody's looking at that and it's like, no, that's a key to everything again being Mephisto because that's what everyone seems to think. Can I, I want to say like my two favorite parts of this episode. One being that we got confirmation of... Loki sexuality, which I think is really, really awesome. One not only for representation, but it is now canon. He is bisexual. Yes, and that like made my heart really happy. It's good to show all that too, because he was the, uh, I believe, at this point, the the first in the MCU to have that actually thrown out there. That actual title of, yeah. of bisexuality, because yeah. there's a lot of uh, bisexually racial erase. I can't say the word erase erasure. Erasure. Anyways, yeah. basically where you're trying to erase bisexuality. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they don't really, it's either one or the other. And I love that they're doing this with a big name actor, big name character who is the star of the show. He's not just like a random guy in a group therapy session, you know? <laughs> and and even though that this episode was a shorter episode, there were tidbits that really are leaving, um, leading it to uh, discovering that the TVA, first off, is Absolutely not what they see yes. because Mobius had straight out said it, that the, that all of the uh, the bureaucracy workers there at the TVA were created by the timekeepers. And yep. we found out because of Lady Loki Sylvie's enchantment, her whole thing is going back into people's past memories to create a memory she's in so she can influence them to extract information. Yeah, and do all exactly and do all of those little kind of things that she needs to do and her essentially letting it be known and her finding out herself that these are all humans at mm-hmm. some point. Now, we don't know what kind of humans, if they're from our multiverse, if they are from what part of the past. She did but call them variants. They're all variants. Oh, you're right. They're right. Yeah. They're all variants. Yeah. Thank you very much, which also reminded me of the fact that it makes now more sense that Mobius has such a uh, uh, and like a, a fixation on the '90s because I feel he varianted in the '90s. That's why he likes jet skis and he likes a lot of those sort of things. So that makes sense, you know. And yeah. it's so and it's such a random thing, and it makes so much more sense. Rev, you're right. That that makes that jet that jet ski thing not just a sort of hey, I'm a weird guy, sort of like you know uh, Ron Weasley's dad, Arthur, who used, who liked Muggle things. You know, it was yeah. it feels like now it's more than that. It's like oh no, this dude probably did a lot of jet skiing in his previous life. Yeah, he has this yearning towards something that he feels is really connected to him, even though he thinks he's never been on like yeah. he's never had any contact with one really and it's a subconscious thing at this point so b- deeply buried into those repressed memories and that's another thing like I was just kind of thinking about and even Joe and I were talking about how with a show like this and even with the greater uh, Marvel series like when we had WandaVision it really dealt with grief 
Um, but it also kind of opened up chaos magic to the world and kind of showed what that meant and all of that. Um, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it was really talking about what happened in the post-blip uh, world where everyone was coming back and everything was weirded out. Um, but a lot of the times it was also just dealing with PTSD. And with this one, it feels more um, dealing with memories and self-reflection when it comes to that. And now learning that, yeah, uh, a character like Mobius does have those repressed memories that these are going to come to light and possibly kind of open up what the TVA actually is. Basically, all these shows are just characters going through therapy. Yeah. We are watching their therapy yes. session so they can ascend to become hopefully better versions of themselves. Maybe some accidentally not. You know, I'm looking at you, Wanda. <laughs> that being said, uh, I did notice something, and maybe I was just like reading into it too much, and it's not like a Mephisto theory. Mm-hmm. But Lady Loki keeps saying, or Sylvie keeps saying, like, oh, no, I don't remember much of when I was a kid. Or I don't yeah. remember much of my life. It's just all faded away. But when Loki started singing, she had, like, a, a shimmer to her eyes. Like, she wanted to cry. Like, she knew. Oh. I had a feeling this might have been a song that their mother sang to them. Interesting. And like, that's why she, like, oh, yep. I'm tr- like and like when she was not giving up information, it was really it felt like she was just trying to get information from Loki in order to maybe be able to access him via enchantment because he's too powerful. But also mm-hmm. she doesn't know enough about him to be able to kind of delve into that stuff. So I still feel that she's just trying to sneak in a, a, a little bit more information to still be able to take her uh, take him over. And at this point, I don't even know what's real or what isn't because there was a big jump cut scene. uh, And then all of a sudden, Sylvie wakes up and he isn't in Loki isn't even dressed up in his hidden garb. And he just kind of plays it off as, well, it's the end of the world. Who cares? Which lent to, yeah, it's not going to break off and branch the timeline because they're in the apocalypse and everyone's going to die like he did that with Pompeii. But also... Why is that now occurring and what is happening with that whole jump scene? It was a little too uh, disorienting for me. So I just kind of felt like maybe this is a thing that uh, is more than meets the eye. Uh, my theory for the show now after this last episode Ooh. is that what's currently happening is that they are the people in the TVA are currently in the most end endest, most futurist part of the timeline, Mm -hmm. and the world has been destroyed. Like, the universe has been destroyed, and they're trying to figure out a way to save it. Oh, Oh. interesting. Because if you see when she talks about invading the uh, soldier's mind, and they talk about, I had to go hundreds of years into her past to find a, a memory of her drinking a margarita... And that margarita looked like it couldn't have been any, or that place that were in the diner didn't look like it was very much older than maybe 1999, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Makes me believe that what happened is, is that the, the Time Lords are trying to figure out a way to save the universe because hundreds of years later, everything blows up. And now the TVA mm. exists outside of that timeline, essentially, because Ooh. it's been 100 years in the future, you know, a couple hundred years in the future. It'll be interesting Ooh. to see where that goes, too, with that. It's a hope. It's a dream. It's a, sh- <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pipeline. Because otherwise, I don't even understand what's going on anymore. <laughs> I, there's a lot of that where I'm sitting there and I'm just like... And when I'm talking about how like a uh, uh, short of an episode it was is because it was very like I'm sucked into it and I want to know what's going on. And when it's gone week by week, it I mean, it's killing me in like the best way. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, oh, I just want to watch the next one. And obviously, I'm not going to wait six weeks 
uh, so I can just binge the whole damn thing. Um, but maybe I'll go back and have to watch it all again. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, at this point in time, we don't know who the timekeepers are. Um, some people, some actual websites like IGN, they're tossing out a theory that the timekeepers are all Lokis, which would be oh, kind of interesting. That's ridiculous, isn't that? Uh, <laughs> anybody get that reference? Oh, yeah. is that a little Rick and Morty sort of a thing? Rick right and there? Morty. It's the Council of Lokis, like the Council, <laughs> the Council of, Ricks. of Lokis. Uh, I think that would be probably the most horrifying thing at that. But wouldn't that just be a hell of a drop if he goes up the golden elevator? It's like, I'm going to take over the TVA. And they're like, Welcome, brother. Of course you were going to, because that's what we all want to do. It's like you are the Lokiest of Lokis. <laughs> yeah, Another Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I don't know really how that's going to be going. Uh, personally, I don't know. Do you have any uh, uh, theories, uh, BJ? Or are you just kind of watching it? That's what I'm, I'm doing uh, at this point. Yeah, I am just following along on the journey. And uh, so far, I'm I'm able to keep up uh, a bit. It, 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 you guys were able to clarify that, oh, so the time bombs were just a distraction. It really I was feels like that, that at this point. Uh, yeah, I was wondering, like, whoa. I mean, we didn't really cover what the hell's happening to the universe because it seems like she just blew up everything. Uh, but now I see that's all she did was just basically get them to go handle all all these fires yeah. while she got to go up the golden elevator, which of course, unfortunately didn't happen uh, nope. or fortunately I'm not too sure. Um, and it seems their plan is, is to change history. So they get noticed and rescued because it like, that, yeah, that's what I was like. Well, how are they going to get off without that time device? But it's like, Oh, well they will be noticed if they actually change that ship from basically being destroyed, the the, yeah. the Ark. And that was uh, the, yeah. the problem that came down, is as they're standing there getting ready to fight to the Ark, the Ark gets absolutely destroyed. So they are stranded on a uh, moon that is going to have a planet crashing into it, and it is not looking good for them. Uh, we still have three episodes left, so I have to imagine that they're going to get off it. But, yeah. I mean, they've thrown us uh, weird curveballs in the past, and, I mean, to be perfectly honest, uh, Thor floated around in space for a little while after... After uh, the Asgard ship got exploded and the Guardians came and saved him. So uh, maybe they can breathe in space or do something. Or at least stay alive for a bit. Yeah, exactly. You'll have to figure all that out. But very excited for all of that. But we need to move on now because it is, because it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what news do you got? What news do I got? Uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, I had something stuck in my head. Mm. Uh... So there's a lot of movies out there that, in theory, they're not that great, but they work. Okay. They're not, I don't want to say they're not good quality, but they're not. They're not terrible, but they're like something that uh, maybe people latch onto. They're not like a an Oscar winning movie. Okay. Okay. But do, are they successful? Oh. Are they fun? That, I, I think that depends on who you are and what you like, because you're right, Vicky. There's a lot of movies I love that people go... How can you watch that trash? Because it's what I like. Exactly. And I think one of those that falls into that category would be Fast and the Furious. You know, the first ones were a little more down to earth. And it then made I more think, sense. Yeah. They had an actual I think like at, goal. was it like Fast Five where they went to Dubai and were like jumping like cars Something. across buildings and stuff. And I was like... All right, what the hell is going on? And now with like Fast Nine, they're going to go into space or something. You're like, exactly. Okay, at this point, what else can you do? They're well, epic movies, though. They have they've yeah. transcended what they were and, and become they, these giant they, box office monstrosity successes. And yeah. they work. Yeah, they work for what they are. They don't take themselves too seriously. They 
it's just good mindless fun, which I think is what the Transformers movies are, except I get really m- messed up and nauseous and like figuring that out. So I'd rather watch Fast and Furious. But <laughs> there's been like rumors that they might be in the same universe as Jurassic World and they might do like a uh, crossover event. Transformers and Jurassic World? That no, would... no, 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 no. Tra- uh, Fast and Furious and Jurassic World. Whoa, Whoa wait, wait, what? I'm totally down with like Transformers wow. and Jurassic World. That would make sense. They got the Dinobots. I get that. Okay. Oh, I remember Fast, the Dinobots. Fast and Furious and Jurassic World? Well, yep. I mean, think about it. You've got, like, you've got some, uh, you got normal people, modern day people having to deal with dinosaurs I and mean, they're modern day people. And Chris Pratt's all in for it. He's like, I have, he has a wild idea for it and everything. He's like, wow. I, he all hadn't right. heard about that, like, joke or rumor or whatever he's like yeah let's do it that sounds good because if there's one thing a t-rex can't f with it's family hey man oh, that's funny. if okay. that's what the audience wants i'm in okay. that'd be sick Wait. i'd love to work with vin that'd be good but you've already worked with vin diesel technically which one chris pratt I am oh hurt. He is oh Groot. yeah, but technically, yeah, huh? sort of yeah. technically, yeah. No, that's a good point. The one thing I was thinking about was okay. So uh, Vin Diesel's character in Fast and Furious, his name is Dom, right? Mm-hmm. And the big T Rex sort of creature that was the big bad in the movie in Jurassic World was the Indominus Rex. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying maybe they're just okay. going to. Maybe extract, he's a part of the family. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they're going to extract some DNA from the from the dinosaur or from Dom, and then create their own Dom dinosaur, and then dinosaurs in cars. Ru- oh wow! <laughs> okay. I, okay. Well, it, it can't well, that, be any uh, more ridiculous than what they're actually going to yeah. do at this point. That Chris Pratt kid, by the way, he's uh, he's really wanting to get it. He, he wants to get in all the action stuff because don't forget the Tomorrow War is happening mm. oh, uh, yeah. July second on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime. Which is him and uh, I never remember her name, but she's the woman that plays uh, in. Um, uh, oh, come on, the Hulu show, The, uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Uh, uh, she played. Oh, uh, uh, in, uh, she was in The Invisible yeah. Man. Yeah, Betty Gilpin. Uh, no, Yvonne Strahowski. That's no. the one. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is Yvonne. She and. she plays she plays the wife of of the commander, uh, basically. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And so she's so it's so it's Chris Pratt and her. And um, it looks hmm. good. I'm going to watch it because it's sci-fi-ish. But that Chris Pratt kid wants to be everywhere. That's nice. action. He's, you know, <laughs> so I mean, no wonder he wants to do a Jurassic World, you know, mashup with, yeah, uh, right? you know, with, with those guys. I mean, J.K. Simmons is in it, too. And oh, I, I love J.K. I love Betty Gilpin. If you don't remember her, she was in uh, that wrestling movie. Uh, the Wrestler? Yeah, Glow. Oh, <laughs> Betty, oh Glow. Okay. Oh, Betty <laughs> Gilpin was, she was also in Nurse Jackie in the final seasons. Uh, Betty Gilpin's and really good. She yeah. was in the first couple episodes of American Gods, but her husband was cheating on her and he died. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Which is kind of like a a trend with some of her movies and shows and stuff. Oh, geez. But anywho, the reason (laughs) I bring all that up is because Cinema Blend came out with five action franchises that should just become as outlandish as Fast and Furious movies. Oh, gotcha. And I think not, not quite to the Fast and Furious level, but I think that's what they did with Thor in the sense of Okay, we just need to like go for it because what they were doing with Thor, it's it's just Thor it, was boring. You, you can't keep making movies like that. No, yeah, he was really boring, and then Taika Waititi came in and literally saved Everything. the whole Thor franchise, like uh, just yes. that singular thing with that movie. Thor Ragnarok made it perfect. But what other? What other? Like, I'm curious if you guys have any. I'll start reading these off, and if you guys get one, just let me know. Uh, but they're saying John Wick. So I mean, John Wick. It's already. 
Yeah, I really thought it already went nuts. Right there. Well, that's, yeah. that's what they're saying. They say it's already pretty outlandish, and it's hard to imagine a scenario in which a franchise about the greatest assassin in a guild of assassins can get any wilder, but I have to believe that it's possible. <laughs> so the horse kick kills uh, from John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, was only the beginning, as is yep. increasingly out-of-control titles of the movies. Seriously, did we even ever need the word parabellum in the title of the third movie? I still don't even know what that means. Yeah, same here. Uh, but he was, he's gone on this outlandish streak. I think it's just keep going, make it weirder. I think it wasn't... Okay, so I get mixed up with Jason Statham's movies because they all kind of seem like they're the same movie. Yeah, tough ball guy does things. Yes, exactly. So I'm like, oh no, didn't they do that with uh, the... Not the hitman, the... Uh, the Transporter. Driver, Transporter. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, no, that was... I think Crank or something. The one yeah. where he sticks the uh, Crank is yeah. the, the one battery where, yeah, one in he his had, mouth. Yeah, yeah. He had to like attach like a battery cable to his nipples to keep going because he needed to keep his adrenaline. Up yeah, the adrenaline has to keep going or he dies. Yeah, it's basically speed, <laughs> but on a human body. I mean, oh, that's what that's an action uh, movie uh, franchise they need to bring back. Speed. But then you just, you know, you can gradually go up because they started with a bus. They went yep. to a uh, a cruise ship, which kind of oh my uh, God, they did. destroyed the entire whatever they wanted to do with it. I thought that was a joke. No, but then you could go to maybe a space shuttle or, yes. uh, you know. Ooh, a blimp. A bl- <laughs> blimps don't go fast. If this any blimp goes any, <laughs> any slower than three miles an hour, we're dead. Well, they're dead. Okay. Okay. Another one, which I mean, if you look at it as somebody who's never really seen any of these movies, it looks outlandish to me. But Hmm. I don't know if it's just because it's a product of when it came out. But the Predator. Yeah, I think. Well, what happened with the Predator is they really kind of intermingled it with the uh, uh, with the Alien franchise. Yeah, exactly. So Alien versus Predator was a couple of those, and I think that they really kind of need to intertwine that and have some fun with that because they've the comic books. If they just kind of followed the trajectory of the comic books, you could go with Alien versus Predator, Alien versus Predator versus Bruce Campbell. Well, I mean, it was Ash, but uh, Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. Like you can do all of these things, and essentially just turns into. To, uh, those old Laurel and Hardy meets whatever. And uh, it gets what, uh, dumb and ridiculous and super fun. And Ash kind of seems like, or Evil Dead has that vibe, like it was supposed to be this horror movie and then it just progressively got more Ash and Bruce Campbell-y. Yeah. Oh, and it's because <laughs> when someone like Bruce Campbell creates a character that just resonates over the years, the mm. decades, like uh, Sam Raimi was just a brilliant genius to have a friend in him and be able to get him into all of these things. So, yeah, once you put a chainsaw on a guy's hand, pretty much the movie is going to be outlandish. And the show. Uh, but what this uh, article is saying, that the franchise was on the right track when it started beef with the Alien franchise, but somewhere along the line they decided to ditch that angle and take things slightly serious again. But while that effort did net the franchise its first fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes since the OG movie... The series went right back to bad when The Predator was made eight years later, so some would argue that it was plenty outlandish, but there are still ways they can make it as outlandish as Fast and Furious. Yeah, absolutely. Another one, we know that uh, this movie is currently in filming, and actually the star got hurt. I don't know how badly, but Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it seems pretty outlandish. It, I, well, Crystal Skull had aliens and no one liked it. Yeah. We don't know what to expect with five yet. I mean, that it, in itself is pretty outlandish, but it, it, it has to be outlandish and good. Yeah. My thing is, Indiana Jones is just Mission Impossible. That's all it really is. With Mission Impossible hat. makes way more sense. <laughs> like, it's more updated. Like, yeah. that's what the new Mission Impossible I mean, they're going to steal something. 
always in all the Mission Impossible movies. Because it belongs in a museum, Joe. Yeah, but you just don't have a cowboy hat and a lasso. <laughs> the lasso on the other Wonder Woman could become the new Indiana Jones. Oh, my god! Oh, yeah, that was outlandish for sure. Wonder Woman mm. 84. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and also, isn't it outlandish that there's a 78-year-old guy trying to run around and do an action movie? I think that really is the outlandish. Every time Neeson. they do an indie. <laughs> we got a well, Liam Neeson's not 78. I mean, he's, he? I mean, I mean, 70, I mean, that's how yeah. old Harrison Ford is. He's, he's almost 80. Yeah, but that's not 78. I mean, it really is a, a big difference between like, you know, 69 and 78 years old. You're starting to really get frail oh, when you get into your late 70s. He's only nine years different. Uh, the reason I bring it up is you can tell Patrick Stewart. I mean, if you, especially with his voice. He does sound a lot more frail than he did 10, maybe 15 years ago. Patrick Stewart has definitely, because now he's almost 80. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's, it, that's why, to me, it's outlandish. Like, wait, Harrison Ford is going to run around, and of course he hurt himself. I mean, it's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? It was All one right, of those, yeah. like, oh. Hey, it's filming in like the next day or two. It's like, and he's hurt. Yeah. And now we're yeah. going to have to shoot all around that and do all the boring stuff where he's sitting around hiding whatever he injured. And uh, hopefully we can get through all of this and keep on the shooting schedule. Great. Yeah. Uh, I think we just got to get uh, the young Han Solo just to play the young Indy Jones. Let Alden, Igan, Rook, and Rack and Rickle. Let him play there. Yeah, let him play the part. Uh, and, like, since we did talk about Predator, they're also saying Alien just needs to go balls to the wall outlandish. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't like Prometheus that much. It was okay, and then I didn't watch any other one. So, yeah, I've got to watch the set. I, everyone's put me down so much, but I put. I'm not put me down. Put it down so much, but I really did want to see the resolution, and I still have yet to watch the second movie. You're right, Rev. Yeah. Or the third movie, whatever the movie. Yeah, whichever is, ones. Ra- I mean, how many have they put wraps out? it up? <laughs> and the last one on this list, I'm very like okay. Like, uh oh. Like I'm, I'm very worried about what BJ might say. Oh boy! But they're thinking Star Trek needs to just move on with trying to be a serious thing and just go crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, these people are insane. Yeah, if you want to alienate the rest of them, because I mean, yeah. at this point, there are the the old school fans and the new school fans, and I don't really think they even intermingle at this point. And I know a lot of they, people. They're are, trying to. I, I don't want to. I don't want to throw all the new fans into a bucket of hell. And, and really, <laughs> and really, it's the old fans. The new fans are actually really cool fair and enough, willing to and willing to like honor what came before. But the old fans are just being idiots. Old fan um, here. <laughs> all right. Well, the older fans. Though Joe is he's close to idiot territory, but he, he's still respectful <laughs> of them. He'll watch the new stuff. But it's the older OG folks. Oh yeah. Maybe and and some of the next gen people who are really just. Um, uh, but Vicky, I thought it's interesting because the Star Trek movies are about basically just like giving the fans a big screen experience. But I <clears throat> having a jump the shark or going totally outlandish, I'm not sure. So, what, what are their suggestions? So what they're suggesting is uh, like because I mean, even the last movie wasn't super well received. They deserve a, a need. A movie that really puts the franchise over the top, like giving us a giant Starfleet war or maybe some modern crazy Borg assimilation. There are plenty of overtop sequences in the Star Trek universe that is capable of doing, and we'd like to see them in the movies. Instead, we're giving amounts of overblown episodes, which should be better, is what they're saying. Well, I, I will disagree with them, and, and Joe will disagree with me, but uh, <laughs> the problem is, is that the current version of Star Trek, Star Trek Discovery, 
uh, just like we're seeing with Disney, they are giving us movies. They're giving mm-hmm. us like movies, movie quality episodes as far as effects. And I mean, I think the writing is really, really good. I think the acting is really, really good. People disagree with me, but usually it's Joey and everybody else. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I say everybody else, but there's a ton of folks that love Star Trek Discovery. Well, and, yeah, I mean, it has to be because they're continuing to make seasons of it. It's well, like, there's arguments. Popular. There's arguments, Rev, about that too. Oh. Financial <laughs> arguments saying, "Well, here's why it's happening." I'm like, I don't know who's telling the truth or not. Well, it's interesting because you were saying that the episodes are seeming more like movie quality, but that last movie. And I didn't hate it. It wasn't the greatest movie of all of them or of all time, but I still enjoyed it. But it did feel like a very long Star Trek episode. So that felt like a TV show more so than like what you're yeah. saying Star Trek Discovery feels like. That's what a lot. That's what a lot of people said. We're not used to the TV show, though, having the money that they spend mm-hmm. like they spend on Discovery. So it looks like a movie. Um, but it's so great to have like 10 to 12 episodes to tell a story arc, uh, which is what Star Trek has been about. Star Trek is really a TV show. Star Wars is really a movie. Yeah. And um, it, it, it's just a whole different vibe to what Trek does. Uh, but they've had moments that folks have talked about, Vicky, but maybe not in the movies. Though, I mean, Star Trek 1, the J.J. 1, was really action-packed. You know, and uh, but but they want more. Let's let's get some crazy borg more. assimilation. If we're gonna do it, let's get quarant- uh, Tarantino in here. Quarantino. Quarantino. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> wow, I missed his name. name. Quarantino. Let's get the borg to uh, assimilate uh, a queue and see what happens there. Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, Picard did have a pretty cool borg sequence, though. See, that's the thing is they oh. do. They've been doing it on the TV show, so I mean, well, yeah. Well, but you can't us, keep you know. Let us know what uh, franchise you would like to see. You know, become Fast and the Furious esque. Harry Potter? I don't know. Oh, jeez. Till next time, guys. Stay nerdy.